Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode number 25, Milestone, of Short, Fat, and Balding, a podcast by armchair quarterbacks for armchair quarterbacks. I am Travis, one of only two of us who will be navigating you through some sports chat for the next hour, hour and a half. Um, with me is James. Nico, if you like your cut or steak well done with ketchup, don't say anything. Gross, man. Yeah, that's disgusting. You need to get better. Down, down you a peg. You need to get better. Down a peg. If he was a 6.5, he's a 4 now. Um, well, we're going to talk about pretty much the only thing on the sports landscape right now. Obviously, the NHL All-Star is currently currently happening. There's some whispers among the trade market there, but that doesn't really pick up till March, so we'll leave that for then. Um, so it's basically just the NFL. The conference championship weekend is over. The outcome was not as we had hoped. And the Super Bowl is. I, I don't think I've been so disinterested in the Super Bowl since I started watching them. So um, we will get into that. We'll get into the Pro Bowl games, whatever that means. Uh, coach hire, coaches, hirings, firings, um, and all that's going on. So all that and so very much more on this week's episode of Short, Fat, and Balding. <laughs> Jips, um, I believe we went 0 for 2 on our predictions for the championship games. Yeah. Yeah, not what I wanted at all. Yeah. Literally the opposite of what was, you know, when the Chiefs won, I was like, just let my Lions get it. And here we are. Here we let are. down. I was really hoping for a Eminem versus Taylor Swift bowl, so Eminem could freestyle some mean things about Taylor Swift. Yeah, I was just hoping for like something new. Like Baltimore hasn't been in since the lights went out against the Forty ers Exactly, um, but they haven't even been like this far in, in that long. The Forty ers I feel like, have been around for at least the last five years. Um, you know, the Chiefs are the new Patriots. They're just mm-hmm. always there. So the idea, especially for like the Lions, it just for the Lions to be in the Super Bowl, that would have been nuts. Yeah, I would have loved. I would have loved that. That would have checked another. I would have loved that for Detroit. That would che- I, I think are they a team that's never been? They. I think they've been. No, the Detroit Lions. No, they've only been to the NFC Championship. Yeah, four, four. There are a dozen teams that haven't won. There are four that haven't made it. Um, Detroit, Cleveland, Jacksonville, and Houston. So. We'll get one one day. That could have checked one of those off the box. It could have. Maybe next year. It's so crazy because, like, Detroit and Cleveland have been around forever, and then Jacksonville and Houston kind of make sense because they've only been around since 96, so, like, unless they got their shit together quick, you know, they're not going to make it. But, like, Detroit and fucking Cleveland, bro, they've been in the league since 1966. Well, longer than that. Yeah, I don't... The merger happened, so they've been around since before the merger. Yeah, I... I really, I'm not going to lie to you. I like seeing new teams in there. And I think it would have been a situation like with Cincinnati when they went, where like the fans were just happy to partake in that weekend. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I know I talk about the Bengals a lot, but it's one of those things where it's like something I can relate to when it comes to this is like in my lifetime, I'd never seen them win a playoff game mm-hmm. or even, you know, be considered a, heavy favorite to win a playoff game. But, you know, it was kind of nice. It's kind of nice to see that where, so say the Lions did make it and they lost in the Super Bowl, Detroit wouldn't have given a shit. No, they would have been very it's much the same thing. To be there. 
Same thing as Buffalo. Buffalo wants to win it, but if they made it there, the city of Buffalo is burning to the ground. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I don't like seeing dynasties, and I think that might stem from the Patriots being in the Super Bowl pretty much fucking every year during my childhood. The better part of 20 years, yeah. Yeah. But, like, dynasties so, also aren't good for leagues. Like, one of the things that's important for leagues is parity, because you want all of your franchises to feel like they have a shot every year and for it to feel like they have a shot every year in terms of like the, the rotational participation in the championship level. And plus as far as I'm concerned, parody says that you have a high level of competition. If the same teams are always making it, then that tells you that your competition is not very stiff. So I know I'm not saying the NFL doesn't have stiff competition, but I'm just saying it doesn't bode well. People aren't going to tune in. Now the NFL got lucky this year it with Taylor Swift because that that made they got you know what thirty million Chiefs fans who've never seen them even play a Super Bowl so I mean yeah I mean, yeah. I them, mean but question for you how long do you think that lasts because going into next year you think there's still going to be that hype around no the Chiefs if Travis and Taylor are still together and to be honest with you I've heard I've heard and read a couple things that Travis has talked about retirement. That'd be crazy. Which it would it though? I mean, I don't I don't know if there's any truth behind it. It's just a bunch of articles and shit. But if anything I've learned half the time those claims end up being right. Um Yeah, well it's fifty fifty right now. There's there's Grob Gronkowski says that there's definitely some smoke to Travis Kelsey retirement room. But then Sports Illustrated said that there was a mic'd up conversation between him and Patrick Mahomes where he basically talked about the fact that he's going to be playing until the wheels fall off. So I think it'll depend so, but, a lot on his brother, too, because like Jason kind of rescinded all the rumors about his retirement. And Yeah, but I think he wanted to do that on his own terms. He didn't want it to be released that way. Right. I think is what majority of that was. And if you think about it, Travis is 34, which... Is young, but in the NFL, it's you're getting towards the end of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's got like maybe, um, maybe two years of being elite left. But if you're Travis Kelsey, right, and you're looking, you're looking around, and I don't know how much he thinks about it, but like Jason has always talked about how, you know, he worries about you know waking up, being able to remember his children, and all that stuff. Yeah. If you're Travis Kelsey, so. Based on everything I've seen, he's dating a pop star, billionaire. Billionaire, yeah. He's going to, he could not play another down after the Super Bowl and still go down as one of, if not the greatest tight ends to ever play the game. Yeah, he's already a first ballot Hall of Famer. And he's got money. He's, by the looks of things, him and Taylor are going swimmingly. Yeah. Would you risk any further you know injuries to your body head stuff you know you have all this you have all these potential risks playing the game you've already so if he wins this one it'll be three so he have three super bowl championships mm-hmm. you know i think jason is kicking himself for not going out last year and going out on or you know not going out last year and going out on that high would Travis Kelsey think the same? I mean, this year was a struggle for the Chiefs. He's even admitted it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you've Plus got a bunch the, of things to look into. There's the rumor mill about Andy Reid retiring. Yeah, and then if you think about it, if you're Travis Kelsey, right, you're 34, you've got millions of dollars. Let's be honest, he doesn't need to work another day in his life. No. He's got all these ad deals and stuff. He could do commentating because he's got one of those personalities for it. Why wouldn't you? Go out on top. You know what I'm saying? And if him and Taylor end up, you know, being an actual, like, long-term marriage thing, now he gets to travel with her and go to all her shows and just hang out. Right. You know? And spend time with her. And I think, I don't know, if I was him, that'd definitely be in the back of my head. 
Dude, this is an insane and then the, article. Sorry. Then the question becomes, too, what is Pat Mahomes without Travis Kelsey? Right. Well, I mean, you know? I, I have to say, as somebody who... This was a big watermark for me because obviously he had never had to do what he did this year. And so to go and play three games on the road and win and get to the Super Bowl again, like, you know, I can't talk shit about that anymore. He did that. No, there's no doubt about it. But I also have questions how much of that was his defense. Right. I mean, they didn't put up many. Points. You know, not to, not to take away from him. Because he has been the best quarterback for a while now, but he's not this year. No. Um, and I think, so everybody complained about the drop passes and stuff. And don't get me wrong, there are some of them that you're like, you got to catch that. That's not, you, there's no question about it. But he's missed on a lot more throws this year than he has in the past. Right. A lot. So it kind of makes me wonder, is he starting to regress? Um, yeah. So the only, the only, during the playoffs, he put up 26 points on the Dolphins in the cold. But let's be honest here. The Dolphins defense has been suspect for. Yeah, it was 26, 27, season. and 17. Those were his three, three score, three totals. And yeah, and then the Bills won. The Bills defense, to be honest, isn't the greatest. They're they're down a lot of people. They're battered and broken in the secondary. And then he the faces a good defense, puts up seventeen. Yeah, the Ravens defense is legit. Um, I'll say this: seventeen ain't gonna cut it against the Niners. No. It will not. And I don't know that that defense can stop CMC, Debo, and Ayuk. Right. And that's, then you got Kittle. And you, I was saying, um, you forgot about Kittle. Yeah, like there's no, I don't know that, I don't know that the Chiefs are winning it. I think this is going to be Brock Purdy's year, and we're going to have to listen to how Brock Purdy's elite for. At least a year, bitch. I just don't believe. Just don't believe no. it. I, I just can't with that roster. I just can't. And maybe I'm being fucking petty. Maybe I'm being stupid. But like, I I genuinely feel like I could do. Ha I could hand the ball off to CMC and do flat routes to Debo Samuel. Like I feel like I could run that offense. Yeah. So I mean, whatever. Good for them. You know, if we're going to watch them go 31 for 37 with 160 yards in the Super Bowl, then so be it. But I just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm very upset with this matchup. I'm not happy about it at all, for being honest. Neither am I. Not, I think. Scenario for me. I think the Lions, even the Ravens would have been more fun of a matchup. But So speaking of the Lions. What do you uh, what do you take of that game? What's your what's your take on it? Because obviously, I personally am am from the school of thought that Dan Campbell's entire identity has been to be a ball buster and to go for it and to do all those things. So I'm not going to hold that against them. But there are other people who said that like with the game on the line, you got to kick the field goal. You know, you got to do this, you got to do that. As you're going for a Super Bowl, you're not just going for regular season wins. You know what? Here's the thing. Dan Campbell got there by doing the shit he did during the championship game. Um, there's a couple drop passes. If let's put it this way, if he goes for it and succeeds, he's a genius. It's a whole different conversation. And if that he's fucking, a genius, if that fucking ball doesn't bounce off that one dude's helmet directly into fucking Brandon Ayuk's hands, yeah, that's it's a whole different conversation we're having. It's look how good Dan Campbell is. Look at the balls it took to do this, and he got it done. You know, he, that's what he does. That's what he's always done. 
Yes, he's going for a Super Bowl. Yes, it is a bigger game. Yes, it is more on the line. But it's what he's done all year. It's what we expected. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They The Steelers left their regular defense out there twice on punts because they were afraid of a fake punt. That's who he is. Right. He goes for it. He doesn't care. It's balls to the wall. I think anybody knocking him needs to just sit down and shut up. You know what I'm saying? And if they're like, I mean, all those talking heads and stuff, it's one of those things where it's like, I understand where you're coming from, but if you were as good as Dan Campbell, why aren't you a head coach in the NFL? Right. It is. It's his personality. I, you're going to have a hard time getting me to shit on Dan Campbell and the Lions because he's turned that organization around. And honestly, I think this is going to be a years to come thing. This isn't a one-off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it's going to be a war in the North um, for, a, for, for the foreseeable future. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. the Packers look good. Um, the Vikings, they, they're just a few pieces away. And, and then you got the Lions. I mean, the, it's a really good division. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Campbell Campbell's a, Campbell is there to stay, number one. And number two yeah. is the Lions are probably going to be around for a bit. I mean, that core is young, minus, I think, minus Jared Goff. I don't know how old he is. Um, no, but they got Hendon Hooker waiting in the wings, too. Jared Goff is 29, so he's still got another five years. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they're 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 set for at least... I would say they're probably set through to 2030 and be competitive. Yeah. And Jameer Gibbs, they need to start feeding that man the rock. Yeah. I was watching him and I was like, Ooh. you know, it's one of those things where the Lions are going to be the team I root for in the NFC to go far every year. I like watching them play. I love Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. And they have great uniforms. They're just, yeah, that helps. They're fun to watch. They are fun to watch. I will give them that. Every time I think about it, I just think about the fact that it was literally the first time in history that somebody had texted the Lions won a playoff game. And that's just fucking crazy mm-hmm. to me. It's 2024 and we've had texting for 25 years. That was the big whole shtick with the Bengals. My buddy Jaden, I remember the conversation. He told me he was going to text me The when... They won. He was going to text me. That way he could be the first one to send the text message. And I was like, yeah, I've already sent it a thousand times, but okay. But, yeah, it's it's one of those things, man. I, I want to see different teams. And, right. you know, I think it would have been good for the league if Lamar made it. But I'm glad, though, because it puts to rest that whole stupid logo thing. Yeah, thank God. That was driving me nuts. Yeah. Although I seen, I don't know if it's the real one or not. They came out with, someone posted a picture of next year's and it's light blue and orange. Yeah. And I'm like, Lions, Bengals, let's go. That'd be fun. That'd be, I want to see a matchup like that in this coming years is like a te- two teams that have never won one. So at the end of the day, you know, a team that's never won one is getting one. Right. Oh, dude, two things were destroyed with that by the Niners. What's the Super Bowl, up? The Super Bowl logo conspiracy and the Kirk Cousins curse were both broken. Kirk Cousins curse? Yeah, up up until this year, a team that had lost to Kirk Cousins in the regular seasons had never made it to the Super Bowl. Hmm. Yep. Oh, shit. But people were, like, joking... About the fact that the 49ers lost to Kirk Cousins, so like their hopes for a Super Bowl was over. Did you see um with the Niners and Chiefs being in the Super Bowl? No Alabama player has ever scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl, and that streak's gonna continue through this year. Really? Yeah. No it's Alabama funny. player has ever scored. No Alabama player has ever scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Wow. That's what I read. 
Yep. No player who ended his college career playing for the Crimson Tide has done score a point in the Super Bowl. Damn. Yeah. Take your national championships and shove them, bud. Just That's crazy, not considering, considering last year, I mean, Devontae Smith was there, and so was... Uh... Because Devontae Smith finished his career with a with Alabama, I think. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but he didn't score. No. Crazy dude. Yeah, it's pretty crazy to think about. Yeah. For a team that's um. A college team that's so quote unquote dominant mm-hmm. to not have any of your players score a touchdown in the Super Bowl, which I mean, that only shows to one side of the ball, but they're known as an offensive powerhouse, right? You know, so yeah, that's so fun. Vontae had seven, seven receptions, 100 yards, no touchdowns. Yeah, that's nuts. Kind that's, of funny. That's but. also because the Eagles just run it with fucking Hurts when they get. Yeah, well, if the touch push works, why do something else? Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. If I was them, and it's like, at, at first, in, like I'm doing the touch push the whole way down the field. Fuck it, <laughs> until somebody stops it. Yeah. Apparently, Jason Kelsey used to scream "fuck his life" as he snapped the ball. That's hilarious. Which. That is kind of funny. Feel bad for him because, as a center, he's taken on a lot of that weight. But yeah, there's like there was like one meme that was that the broken Peter Griffin. It was like Jason Kelsey at the bottom of the pile. Looking, <laughs> it was just in every direction. Do you think that uh, the Ravens collapsed, dude? They did not look good. They didn't. Um, I don't know. They. It seemed offensively they struggled to get going after the opening drive. Like yeah. it seemed like no matter what they did, they could not get traction. Which sounds like duh, they didn't score much, but it's one of those things where it's like they didn't really turn it on until the last quarter and then that fumble. Yeah. That kind of hurt everything, which I mean, you can't blame Zay Flowers for trying to get in the end zone. No, you I, just can't. I don't. And it just, it was one of those games where it felt like every single bounce went the Chiefs' way. Like every 50 50 ball, every odd bounce, every quirky thing just went the way of the Chiefs. They could not catch a break if they wanted to. It was fucking crazy. And, which, it, it happens. You're always going to, that's going to happen. You know, in every game, someone's going to get majority of the bad bounces and shit, but right. it just seemed like after a few minutes, they couldn't, after that first drive, they couldn't really get out of their own way. Right. You know what I'm saying? And they, so, had, they had a handful of, like, really shitty calls. Yeah. That were, like... I don't know. It's one of those things now where, like... The refs, the the way refing has been, it's one of those things where it's like you can't even, you just got to bank on getting shit calls. Oh yeah, I you just know? I when I said when I was saying that, I meant like they had like mental error, like penalties, like that, like that fucking Zay Flowers unsportsmanlike conduct for uh, dropping the ball on the opponent, and then which that one was kind of stupid if you ask me because like the dude was grabbing him. Still, after the play was whistled dead. If he's going to push and shove, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, It wasn't the, the shove that hold got him called. It was the ball. Oh, my God. Let yeah. them taunt. I know. Actually, a wise man once said, let the boys taunt. Yeah, I don't. I understand that they're trying to, like, make it so that way the league is, like, representable to the youth. But, like, it's very, and it, it should be a judgment call. Like, it's obvious yeah. that he's doing that because of the heat of the competition and the fact that they have been going to war the whole night 
and he was being held all the way to the ground and couldn't get up. So, like, that situation, like, you should be able to assess and say, okay, this isn't Zay Flowers being a fucking little bitch. It's just the heat of competition. And... Yeah, I mean, if he was, like, standing over him and, like, teabagging him, then okay. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, like a, if he was doing something that's gonna rise to violence. Yeah, we we all know when it when it crosses the line. I didn't feel like it crossed the line, but they they no, it felt it felt kind of weak. And like that that fucking unsportsmanlike conduct on that intentional offside, like that felt like a soft oh. call. Yeah, like he jumped it specifically so that way they could deal with first and ten, not first and five, without running the clock. And then mm-hmm. they call him for unsportsmanlike conduct and just hand 15 yards to the Chiefs. It's like, dude, come on. You're going to have that shit, though. I mean, I just... They yeah. need to do something in the offseason. They need to they won't. revamp they won't. the officiating because this is ridiculous. We've been doing this. We've been... They, the refereeing has been a problem since the replacement ref year. It's been a glaring yeah. issue. And they, the league just doesn't care. I mean, I don't know if you saw, but the statistics for that referee that refereed that Chiefs-Baltimore game, he is statistically the worst referee against home teams. He calls 30% more calls against the home team. The home team has never um, hit the spread against him. They're 0, they're 0 in like 27 against the spread with him as the official or the head referee. Um it was, it was bad. The bad matchup, and he See, did exactly what I thought he would do. The problem I have with those statistics is you look at it and it's like, okay, but what games has he played? What games has he refed? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I think we have to look at that too. But, but I mean, but you, obviously, you, there's a trend there. I was gonna say, but th- that's in him comparing every other referee. So, like, when you look at every other Fair. referee crew, like how, like, it, it's one thing if it's like within the margin of error, but to be, he's the only official that is a, that negatively impacts the home team. Every other official or every other referee crew in the league is like a five to 6% increase on the home team. Like they're they're They favor the home team more. And then his is a 30% decrease in the home team. Like that's, that's, that's a concern. That's wild. Yeah. And then to put him, that's a problem. Like, and it's like the league doesn't even realize the writing on the wall. They just like like to feed the conspiracy theories because like to put him in that game, knowing that people are gonna say that the refs are rigged for the Chiefs, and you're gonna put a guy who's openly biased against against home teams statistically, and you know that because you have those meta stats, and then you're like, ah, fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, you think you think with a statistic like that, they would not put those guys in the playoffs, right? There's like no accountability. It's all based on seniority and like rotations. It's like no, at when the when the regular season's over, it should be based on your body of work for the regular season. How was your percentages? You know, how much did you affect games? Did you get the calls right? That's it. It doesn't matter how long you've been a referee. If you got the calls right all year long, all year long and you were statistically like the most neutral referee, you should get postseason games and then you work your way down from there. Yeah, and then they build these fucking quote unquote referee all star teams for the Super Bowl, and then it always gets fucked up because those guys don't have synergy. They don't they don't know what each other's gonna call. They don't know what each other's watching, so they miss calls. Yeah, I mean, you would think with the money the NFL has, they would be able to afford to pay their referees twenty four seven. I mean, they they get like, paid plenty of money. They get paid one hundred and seventy five grand. But yeah, but they also work other jobs and shit too. Yeah, but they don't have. You to. You know what I'm saying? Make them full time. Yeah. Hold on a second. Yep. Sorry. Um. I think my mouse is downstairs from my computer, and I think my dog is grabbing it. <laughs> That's awesome. Because. My mouse is going fucking absolutely haywire. That's what? hilarious. What are we doing here, from? There we go. All right, we're good. Yeah. Okay. Um. Plug that. 
So yeah. Sorry, so, that was creeping the fuck out of me real quick. Oh, but yeah. uh, so with all that being said, what is what do you uh, what do you think's gonna happen in the Super Bowl? Who I think's gonna win? Yeah, I mean, you or give the whole play out. What do you think's gonna happen? I think Chiefs go up early, and the 49ers end up finishing it off. So the same thing as Troiki? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I have a hard time seeing... Kansas City winning this game. Me too. Like, if you think about it, San Fran gets to practice against one of the best tight ends in the league. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Whereas they have that experience. They're going to be able to slow Kelsey down, and I think that's how you beat them. You get Kelsey out of the way, you can win easily. And the Ravens did a horrible job at that. And I think that's why they lost. But due to it being the last game of the year, I have to pick Kansas City to win it. <laughs> because they have a higher, higher violent crime rate than San Francisco does. That's crazy. By a lot, too. By over 30 percentage points. I would have never predicted that's that. wild. Nope. So for Crime Statistics Game of the Week, I'm gonna take Kansas City money line. Travis Kelsey with two touchdowns. Wow. And Patty Mahomes has over two hundred and fifty yards. Seems safe, but I want it to hit. <laughs> so, Kansas City money line. What are like so, so straight up? You're not going to take them spread. It allows Kansas City to lose. No, give me the money line. Where? What's the spread? The spread is second. I was going to say it was one. I was like Jesus. Uh, two. Two. So, give me the spread there. Yeah, I'll take the spread there. Travis Kelsey, two touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes, over 250. Okay. Fair enough. What about you? What are you thinking? I'm thinking it's a. It's just going to be... Uh, uh, what's the word I want to use? A thrashing. I don't know. I was going to say you haven't used any real words yet, so. <laughs> it's going to be a thrashing. It's going to be bad. I don't. You think so? I don't think Kansas City stays in the game much past the second quarter. Wow. They wouldn't. The NFL wouldn't allow that to happen to Taylor Swift. Sure they would. It wasn't about them winning. It's about them. I mean, I guess maybe because of the fact they'll buy merch if they win the Super Bowl. I'm sure they'll have some catchy Taylor Swift line for it. I just don't see a world Which, where a struggling Chiefs offense goes up against a just as good a defense as they have in the 49ers and comes out anywhere close. And the 49ers, are there's one of those offenses where you just can't stop them for any length of time. Like, yeah, you can stop them for a half, a couple quarters, but you're not stopping them for the whole game. So can Kansas City score score enough points against that offense to win? No, I don't think they do. I think they lose like 35 to 17. I think it's going to be closer than that, but we haven't really seen a thrashing in a Super Bowl lately. Uh, the last one I can think of was, wasn't it Broncos Seahawks? Yeah, that one was bad. Yeah. That one was ugly from the jump, though. Yeah, I got off to a terrible start. 
Super Bowl NFL history. Okay, so we'll go recently. Oh uh, no, dude, the uh the Super Bowl in twenty twenty one was thirty one to nine. Tampa Bay beat Kansas City. Mm, that's right. Yeah. You think it's a repeat of that? I don't think it'd be that bad. I think it'd be more along the lines of like the Denver Carolina game that was twenty four to ten. Yeah, dude, Seattle, Denver, and East Rutherford, forty-three to eight. That was Seattle won that, right? Yeah, yeah, that was prime Legion of Boom. Yeah, so yeah. so so strong. That was when we thought the fucking dynasty was coming, and then the next year was the twenty-eight to twenty-four pass that got intercepted on that. I don't. I honestly, I don't. It just doesn't make any sense. With Marshawn Lynch, what are you doing? Right. Do some quick math. It's from 2000. Actually, I'll do 99 because that's 25 years. So, two. Five, six. So out of 25 Super Bowls for the last 25 years, only seven have been a differential of more than two scores. Mm. Most of them are one-score games. There's a couple that are like, you know, 10-point games, but most of them are seven points yeah i think a lot of them been close i think it's good for football to have them close and it should i seen uh reba's singing the national anthem this year yes honestly when it comes to performances and all that nothing beats that bengals ram super bowl nothing because of fucking snoop not even that Chris Stapleton sung that national anthem, gave America the goosebumps. And then Snoop, 50, M, and Dre come out. And Mary J. Blige. And Mary J. Blige. Like, I think that was, it didn't get any better than that. I mean, you're forgetting the Prince halftime show. I don't know. I think the nostalgia from that one was what did it. Because that shit hit. I don't care what anybody says. It that did hit, but cool. I'm just saying, like, it's pretty much a debate between who, Michael Jackson, and Prince over the greatest halftime show of all time, and Prince leads that by, like, a margin in terms of... Like, the Teddy Flop also was up there. Yeah, but not for good reasons. Jesus Christ. I don't care. I will never forget that. I don't remember who played in the Super Bowl. I just remember sitting there and I was at my buddy's house and his dad goes, her whole tit just fell out. Yeah. And then rewinded it back and played it in slow motion. I was as so me chuckled. I was so mad that I went for a walk. I was so mad. Mm. Um, holy shit. But I'm just looking at like past MVPs. Super Bowl 50. Tom Brady had 466 yards. Check down Tommy. You know the last defensive player to win MVP? Was it James Harrison for the Steelers? Super Bowl 50. Super Bowl 50. Can you give me the matchup? Uh, Super Bowl 50. The numbers. Denver and Carolina. So it was the Cam Newton concussion game. Oh. That was uh, Von Miller, right? Yep. Yep. Yep, six tackles, two and a half sacks. Back when he was a beast. 
Then Malcolm Smith won it for the Legion of Boom Bowl. That's crazy. Mm, that's Those right. stats are crazy, though. He had an interception for touchdown, a fumble recovery, and 10 tackles, two tackles for loss. Did James Harrison win one? Did he win it that Super Bowl where he brought it back 99 yards? Did you? I don't know why I thought that James year, Harrison San won Antonio that. Holmes won. San- oh, that was the toe tap in the back of the end zone against the yep. Cardinals. Yep. Mm. Yeah, that was a good Super Bowl, too. Antonio Holmes won. Hines Ward won. For interesting fun facts. Um... What? Oh, okay. This is overall leaders. I thought it was Super Bowl leaders. It says overall touchdown leaders. But it says... So the the way the statistics are, it says Super Bowl winners, Super Bowl MVPs, and then leaders. But leaders breaks into, like, all-time leaders because it says 208 touchdowns for Jerry Rice. I was like, Jerry Rice ain't scored no 208 touchdowns in the Super Bowl. (laughs) Just that one game. (laughs) I was like, hell no. It's funny. Um... Are you going to watch any of the Pro Bowl games? Honestly, no. <laughs> Tickets are 23 bucks, dude. I, Sad. I think... I think the Bengals only have two guys in it. Yeah. Jamar and Trey Hendrickson. Which, they've been in every... Oh my god. Eight. Can I help you? There's eight. We have very little shining bright pieces on our team right now. Yeah, I mean, obviously, A.J. Brown, he was almost like, he was an offensive MVP half the year. Um, Landon Dickerson, Jalen Hurts, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, Hassan Reddick, Miles Sanders, Darius Slay, Devontae Smith. I think I'll watch a grand total of maybe five minutes of it. Probably catch the highlights. That's about all I got. Yeah, I'll probably just see like what they do. I mean, it is funny to see the Manning brothers go at it. Like I'll watch it for that entertainment factor, but that's really it. Yeah, that's fair. But like how I figure next week we could. We should probably wait till Nico's back and we can do a whole Super Bowl preview. Yeah. With Nico. That's fair. Um, so we can go. You said you had a little trivia game you put together? Yes, I did. Um, are you leaning away from your mic because you're a little quiet? Is that better? Yes. Sorry. Uh, the cat came up and stomped all over my shit, so... I hit some stuff in the process. But yeah, actually, I have a fun little trivia game I put together because I have been bored with COVID. All right, I'll do my best. It's going to be a fun little game. Uh, It's called Guess the Athlete. Oh, I suck at these. Okay. Um, it's It's not a normal thing, so you might do okay with it. Um, pick a number, one through five, and that's where I'll start. Two. Two. Okay. So this athlete has played various sports in his lifetime. None of them professionally, though. Okay. Um, he has played football, baseball, volleyball, basketball, and soccer. Um, some people know him as a golden boy. He celebrates his birthday every seven years. I have two more hints to give you if you would like to try at them, or you can just take a guess and see where you land. I'm trying to think, is it Ric Flair? It is not Ric Flair. Oh. 
big the big key for you is going to be he celebrates a birthday every seven years or no he celebrates he celebrates seven birthdays in a year my bad seven birthdays in a year in a year he's a very very good boy oh airbud airbud is correct <laughs> oh that's okay hey athlete number three we started with two mm -hmm. she is a basketball player caitlin standing at a huh <laughs> think, whatever her name is caitlin uh caitlin clark nope Okay. She stands at three foot two, three foot two inches tall. She made her debut in 1996 and helped her team beat the Monstars. Lola Bunny. Lola Bunny is correct. I see okay, we have another, another athlete. Number four. He ended up being a professional golfer. Even though that wasn't his intentions. Um, he had dreams of playing hockey Happy ever since Gilmore. he was young. Happy Gilmore is correct. <laughs> hey, our next athlete played professional baseball for Atlanta, New York, Boston, Seattle, and San Francisco. Um, he had a very abrasive personality. And his fastball lost its juice and ended his career. After his career ended, he became a phys ed teacher and tried to revive his career. He played for the Myrtle Beach Mermen, got back into the pros, and then faked his own death for a girl. It's a fucking Dennis Quaid movie. No. You're thinking of the rookie. Oh, it's Kenny Powers. It is Kenny Powers. Ah, <laughs> oh, he's running right. down, dude. <laughs> uh, all right. We got one last one. If you don't get this one, I'm going to be very upset with you because I am personally in love with her. She was born on August 11th, 1981. She married her high school sweetheart and has three children with him, and he is a, sort of a cop. She played for the Hollyhead Harpies for a few years, then became a correspondent correspondent for the Daily Prophet. Is that Ginny Weasley? It is Ginny Weasley. Wow. You nailed them all. There was nothing in the way of statistics for Quidditch on the way. By the way, I, I know they just talk about it very briefly about her career. But and then I had a tiebreaker just in case you guys couldn't pick and square it away. Which is the top fifteen active MLB home run leaders. Which is wild. There's a couple of Yankees on that list though. But that's all I had. I was when I was doing it, I was like Trav is immediately gonna go to real athletes and it's gonna be <laughs> fucking hysterical. Yeah. I was that's why like I tried to throw some like stuff in there to give it away. Airbud was the hardest one. I was like trying not to give it away, but also be like, this isn't a fucking human being, by the way. Did you want to hear or some fun history of the Hollyhead Harpies? Ooh, I always like mythical yeah. histories. So they were founded in 1203, which is impressive. Mm -hmm. Um, they're a Welsh team. And they, they competed in what is considered to be one of the finest games ever seen as they defeated the Heidelberg Harriers in a seven-day match in 1953. That's wild. They take breaks to sleep, you think? I don't think so. I mean, after day three, you got to start hallucinating, no? Well, it's, I mean, they could probably have, like, potions and shit. I don't know. I don't know why my mind immediately went to just them slamming monsters. Like, I don't know why my brain was like, oh, yeah, they're drinking Red Bull. <laughs> That'd be funny. If, I'm sure they have, like, 
I don't know. They never really get into it. They just they do talk about it in the books that like matches have lasted a while and people go missing. But which that's just wild to me. Could you imagine like, oh yeah. No, Ohio State and Michigan went to seven overtimes and then fucking JT Barrett was just gone. Yeah. Just, like, just, uh, he turned up in a month or two. But he was fine. Yeah, the shit's wild. I love Harry Potter so much. Hell yeah. Um, fun fact, Ginny had a poster of Gwendolyn Morgan in her house at the borough. Who's Gwendolyn Morgan? Uh, she was the captain from that 1953 team. Oh. She rode a clean sweep five broom. That means. Sounds made up. It is. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty amped for those um, TV sh- that TV series to come out. I am very excited for that because I, I, I was going to be upset if they tried to redo movies because you just can't. But doing it mm-hmm. in a TV format allows them to dive deeper and change it enough where it doesn't feel like they're like stabbing at your nostalgia. They're like legitimately trying to create a different, unique IP using Harry Potter. And uh, J.K. Rowling is part of the yeah. She's one of the executive executives producers. on it. Yeah. So, which like fuck J.K. Rowling, know. but I hope they stick to the books though. Give me some peeves. Yeah, he's missing movie. it from the movies was a big problem for me. That, and I don't know, you know the books pretty well, obviously, right? Yeah. So, like, one of my biggest, biggest gripes is that in the fifth book, the fifth book was my favorite book. Um, the Order of the Phoenix, that whole, mm-hmm. that whole craziness that happened at the... Um, the Department of or the Ministry of Magic, like they don't even get into that. Like, remember, like each of them split off and they all had their own challenge to overcome. And like, remember, Ron was like getting strangled by something in a fish tank and like shit. Like it was crazy. Yeah. And they didn't do me any of that. <laughs> you know what really bothered me deeply about the movies is they never showed the like I guess the apology from. The Dursleys. Yeah. And they hinted they at it, but they never showed it. They skipped completely over the scene right before Voldemort gets killed. There was a whole ass battle in the hallway. Yep. Like the hallways of the school. Yep. They skipped over all of that. And, and that's, that's why like when they That's also not they said how... they're coming up with the shows. Yeah, and that's not how like like Harry has to when when Voldemort dies, like Harry's contemplating using a Vaticadaver on him. Like yeah. he's having a whole internal monologue and like the only thing that stops it is the fact that Neville sliced Nagini's head off. But other than that, like they didn't show any of that. They is dumb. <laughs> yeah. Then, they did so many things right with that book or with the movies. Yeah. But they also missed on so much. They did. And it's it's heartbreaking because reading the books, I was like, man, they could have done a really cool job with this. Yep. Yep. But it goes to show know, that that's why I like books being trans- translated into a TV medium because there's more time. We've, and you can go further into storylines. Yeah, we've moved into an era where people are totally okay with our plus long episodes of television. So, I'm dude. Of, if you give me a show and you say this is only going to be, you're only going to get ten episodes per season, but it's two hour episodes. I'm here for it. Right. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like so. We had an hour. The the first movie, the movie. We'll say this. The movies for. Harry Potter averaged and like I think two hours and fifteen minutes when you account for everything. Um, now imagine taking that and each obviously each movie except for books or the, the final one was one year of school. So now instead of getting an hour and forty five minutes to two and a half hours to discuss that entire school year, you get eight to ten hours. They're gonna have yeah. so much more ability to show what's going on and develop side stories and things like that. Cause like they don't really address 
the situation would show as deeply as it was. They don't really address the nuances of the what's it called the um the goblet of fire like that whole situation um they don't also the the main character's storyline harry harry and jenny aren't even a thing until the seventh seventh movies not officially like i think it's like like, the sixth and seventh ones they become like a thing because like she kisses him in the uh room of requirement in the sixth book yeah, but that was really, they don't really cover that whole relationship where in the book it goes into detail. You know? Which you'd think him being the fucking main character of the whole series, they would touch on that. Yeah, but okay. it, it it felt like um, the, I mean, the whole romance feature of Harry Potter was like kind of put on the side burner and it felt like that was intentional because they wanted to keep it focused on the battle of good and evil kind of thing. Yeah, but you also have to show those nuances of life. I mean, you right. can hide it, but at the end of the day, that's a big part of Harry's decision-making and all that. Yeah, and it's a big part of his relationship with Ron, his Ron's sister. Yeah. It is Ron's sister. So. But, no, I'm pretty amped about that. I think that'll be good. It is going to be good. Also, fun fact, Completely. my... Um, my porn book story is also getting a television show is it oh you were saying that yeah it's going to be sexual it's going to be fun <laughs> they signed with uh i can't think of who they signed with but basically like uh prime is gonna gonna broadcast should be good prime does wheel of time mm-hmm. right now and i've really impressed with how they're doing that and handling it so i'm excited have you uh have you seen napoleon yet A lot of his, I'm I'm gonna watch it, but a lot of historians said it was dog shit. Oh, I'm talking from just a pure entertainment value. Yeah, I've I've heard cinematically it's breathtaking, but they said that there's a lot of things that are historically inaccurate. Which I was like, eh, I'm not really like, you know what I mean? I don't really care. So I'll, I'll watch a documentary if I want. Yeah, watch if it. I want to know how, wrong. Yeah, how he strategically won Italy, I'll go watch the BBC. You know. <laughs> Yeah, like, don't get me wrong, I'm a slut for documentaries, but just the cinematics of it are fucking top tier. Well, that's what Ridley Scott's I'm about. a, I'm a whore for 9-11 documentaries. Sorry to take this to a dark place, but I fucking love them. Not like I love them in like a, it makes me happy kind of way, but like, I'm going to go off on a rabbit trail, but we missed a lot of shit with that. Yeah. Um, well, is there anything else you'd like to say before we sign off for the night? A little short guy, but an hour is plenty. We're going to wait for the Super Bowl preview. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only other thing I've been watching is PWHL. Yeah, dude. It's good hockey, too. It is. It's good quality hockey, man. And they're, I was talking with my wife about this because she played hockey in college. So obviously, she's a big hockey fan. Yeah. Um, but, the the NHL is including them in like a thing during All Star Weekend. Yep, which I thought was sick. Um, and they're selling out arenas, man. It's yeah, nice to I, watch. I mean, when I was up in Ottawa, they were having a huge advertisement for um the Montreal versus Toronto game. They're calling it like the Battle on the Beltway. It's like they're like hyping it up big time. They want to fill the arena in Toronto. And honestly, they might. I mean, there's. I think geographically they picked the best locations to put those teams. Well, I mean, Jesus, they put what f- almost fourteen thousand in the stands for the games in Minnesota. That's crazy for women's sports. Yeah, especially a new league. Wow. Crazy. But I watched it. It's quality hockey. It is. Like, like don't get me wrong. Like I love watching the Rangers, but like when they're on, we watch that. It's just I like it, and I think it it. it accessibility of it too made it a lot easier is like they're putting it on youtube but yeah. there are places that are putting it on tv as well yeah the, well, like, the, think, the new york team is signed with msg yeah i was gonna say i think msg actually had one the other day which i was like okay yep, whenever new york plays home they're on msg which is wild yep 
I've never seen women's hockey and neither have I. Save, save like championship level stuff. Like they'll show like yeah. the women's college hockey championship, and then there used to be an NWHL, which I think there still is. Which I'm expecting these two leagues to merge. If I'm being honest with you, because the NWHL is the it's called the Connecticut Whale. Uh, PHF, Professional Hockey Federation, is a women's league. They started in 2015. Um, our Premier Hockey Federation, Jesus. Oh, no, they ceased this year, June 2023. That explains why the PWHL came around. Replaced by the PWHL. Okay, so it's the same league. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I mean, good quality hockey. And it, The thing I like about it most is like all the teams are pretty much even like there's been a lot of overtime when we watched like the other night we were watching there was two games on one went to overtime she's like oh we should turn to that it went to overtime and then literally another team scored with like five seconds left and it went to overtime like they're quality matchups i think that's the big draw to it is like you're not going to watch one team put up 20 and you know what i'm saying you're not wasting now your life like ugh. Right. That was a blowout. Was that even worth watching? Of course, Minnesota's the best team in the league. Yeah, go figure. I like Boston. I do. I'm rooting like for Boston New York on a principle. Um, yeah, see, that was the thing. Like, I, I was trying to find a team, and I was like, I like New York's jerseys, but there's one of the goalies for Boston. I think it was Boston. She played for America and something, and she had a sick America helmet, so I was like, well. Of course. That's what I'm rooting for. Jesus Christ. Listen, listen, it's a new league. I don't want to be that guy that's like, oh, I gotta cheer for fucking um No, it wasn't Boston. I take that back. I don't cheer for Boston. I've been cheering for them, but that's because I had the wrong team. Either way, it's it's neither here nor there. EWHL, if you're looking for some good quality hockey to watch, it's on there. Apparently, there's a married couple on a team. Yeah. Which is lit. Yeah. There's a league full of lesbians, which is fine. No, that's fine. Like, we're going to get canceled for that one. Um, it's a fact. They're not all lesbians. It's like Chelsea on the New York roster. Chelsea found one girl that wasn't a lesbian. No oh, shit. Yeah. Well, okay, I lied. I am cheering for New York. Let's check. Okay. So I am a New York fan. All right. That took the sales out of that. <laughs> Purposely went back on everything I said. My bad, guys. It's okay. It was a long, no, long circle journey. It's okay. It was. It was. And I. there's no one else I'd rather go on a circle journey with than you. Aww. Awesome. Look at Now there's two gay co-hosts on here. Um, I'll say this as we're as we're heading into the weekend. Obviously, this releases on Friday. Um, one of the most underrated All Star weekends of All Star weekends is the NHL All Star weekend. Go watch the skills competition on Friday night. It's a good time. Usually, if you don't if you're not around hockey, it's a lot of talent that you don't think you'll ever see. Like goalies, they compete to like score goalie goalies or goalie goals. Um, you get to see how fast people go. I mean, they do the fastest skater, and those dudes get up to like 50 miles an hour. It's pretty crazy. Um, so if you're looking for something fun to do this weekend, that's not the Pro Bowl games, be sure to check out the NHL All-Star game. Outside of that, you know the drill. Follow us on social media at ShortFatBaldPod. Be sure to set your bets and use signupexpert.com forward slash SFB to get your bet stamp account so you can get all your bets in one place. And other than that, we'll see you next week for our Super Bowl preview. We might have a few extra fun guests on because... That's all we're talking. Super Bowl. It's radio. It's radio row week. It's Super Bowl week. We're gonna prep. We're gonna get ready. We're gonna get sausages out. And we're gonna we're gonna talk with buds about football. 
Oh, yeah. That'll be that. We'll uh, catch you guys then. Have a great week. Bye-bye. All of our socials. Begging to be free